Hello, and welcome to The Unbroken Ground, Season 2, Episode 9. Uh, this, the title of this one will be Find Your Why, and um, it's just been a really um, interesting thing that God's just been really directing kind of all these different threads in my life together. Uh, so I'm excited to talk to the, uh, to talk to that on this podcast um, and some of the different ideas of, of what that is. Um, I just listened over this weekend, I listened to a book by Rob Bell called... Uh, be here. Um, that's probably not the title. I'll put the title in the description. Um, but uh, how to be here. That's what it's called. Um, and also, I've been listening to um, Francis Chan's The Forgotten God about the Holy Spirit. So all that's probably going to make an a, appearance in the podcast. And on top of that, I'm, I'm working with a, a guy uh, doing some discipleship. And we're going through the mosaic of Christianity, uh, and which is a uh, a which is my textbook that I used when I was in um, theology 101. Uh, learned learned uh, that was what I learned with, and so we're going back. I'm going going back to uh, review a lot of that, um, and a lot of that is a foundation of why why I believe what I believe and and what it is that I believe and why I believe that, uh, which is a great thing. Uh, that's theology. I love talking about that, so I'm excited about that as well. So that's all happening. So that's you'll 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 see kind of that get woven in and out. I think throughout the uh, the podcast today, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be just a, an approach for. Um, you know, finding finding your why um, and what that means and what 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 that could mean. So, uh, hope that you you enjoy that. As always, you can find um, find me on Facebook at Facebook forward slash the Unbroken Ground. You can email email at the Unbroken Ground at gmail com, or you can find me on Instagram or be real. Uh, underneath the unbroken ground uh, and all those places if you have a question a comment uh, a future topic that you want me to talk about uh, you can you can hit me up there um, and also underneath Spotify you can leave comments um, on Podbean if you if you want to come be a Podbean listener you can leave comments there as well so there's plenty of ways that if you do have something you'd like to say or, or have a question asked plenty of ways for you to get those to us um, to me and I will uh, work on replying to that um, so yeah so there it is uh, let's jump into find your why so I want to start in um, perhaps a strange place for some um, but I, I don't think so I mean obviously I wouldn't start if I didn't all right. Anyway, I want to start in a, in a story that uh, you find in Mark. Um, I'm going to read that, and it's about the the rich young man or the rich young ruler, um, and kind of the interaction he has with Jesus, um, and how that ties into finding your why. Uh, so this is what it says: Mark verses, uh, Mark chapter 10, um, and this is verses 17 through 22. It says this: And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, "Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus said to him. Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your mother and your honor your father and your mother. Uh, and he said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. 
and I think that um, while a lot of times we'll talk about the idea that there's a, there's a um, very much a pool to wealth, there's very much a um, gravity that uh, causes people to uh, to lose their perspective and to lose what's going on with their life uh, when when they think about oh their when their pursuit when their why becomes possessions or wealth and those type of things um, that that is a, that is a part of this but I but I think um, there is there is another I think maybe even just behind this is is another idea um, that I want to think about like like I think that the the question because because as I've been working with youth uh, now for almost nine months um, and trying to figure out what does um, what answer or what thing do I want them to know? Like if I could just give them some knowledge, if I could just download something from me that I've learned in, in my um, 43 years of life um, that I could just give to um, a, a, a seventh or eighth grader that would help them, what would I, what would I give them? Um, and so one of the things that I've been thinking about through that is this idea of finding your why. Um, and, and in fact, uh, I've, I told you I was, I'm doing some discipleship with a guy, and, and one of the questions that he, he asked me uh, uh, Saturday morning was, um, I'm struggling because I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know why I should do this or why, like, like how is this going to be better? Um, if if I if I if I give myself fully to following Jesus, if I if I if I become on fire for Jesus, is that really going to be better than what life was? Um, what if it's harder? You know, and and then and that question is and is he was just asking, and and as I sat and thought about that, and and of course I was like, I'm not going to give you an answer because I I don't. I think that me just giving an answer is not what he needs. What he needs is to find that that is why. Why why are you doing this? And and so it, it strikes me that in the Bible we have this this rich young man, this rich ruler. He comes to Jesus and he says, "What what must I do to to inherit eternal life?" Um and 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 uh Jesus um says um, keep the commandments, right? Uh, and, and there's, there's kind of a test here, I think, um, that, w- that I don't want to get too deeply into because it's an offshoot of this, but he said, keep the commandments. And so is the, the guy goes, oh, I've done all those things, right? I've done all those things. Um, obviously, uh, I've found favor in the sight of God because I'm rich. I mean, that's that's what all the people are thinking. That was how um, people in the Old Testament thought. That's how, like, if you had the blessing, if you were rich, then then God or some God was blessing you. Um, and and in this case, he was a follower of God, and so he was like, God's blessed me because I have kept the commandments. And so Jesus says, do do these things. And 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 the rich one, the rich young ruler is like, yes, I have done all those things. I have, I have, I have done the commandments. I have done that since I was a boy. And Jesus says, good, good, this is good. Okay, so here's what you need to do: go and sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. And I think that in that is the challenge. 
in that is 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 the challenge of following Jesus. Like like Jesus says, I have a I have an easy yoke. I have an easy a light burden. Come and follow me. Um, but it also might cost you everything. It it might cost giving up everything that you've put your um, identity into. It may cost putting everything that you've put your worth into. Like he was, he was crestfallen. He was downfallen. He was sorrowful. He was disheartened because the only identity that he knew was to be rich. And Jesus said, Hey, if you want, if you really, if you really want to be my follower, if you really want to know what it's like to follow me, then, then give up what the world has said is success. Give that away and come follow me. And find your identity, your why in me, in following me. And and for so many li- so many so many years, so many years, he had been told, and he had learned, and he had taught, and he thought that he had, had it right, and that that his identity was I I follow the law, and and God blesses me, and so I have all of these material wealth and all of this thing. And and Jesus says it's it's fine that you have those things. It's not the problem that you have those things. It's the why. Why do you have those things? Why do you need those things? Why is your identity wrapped up into that? And, and, and that's the problem. Um, this is a side note, but um, that's the problem of like possessions and money and making that your why is that it, it owns you. Your why owns you. Your why becomes your identity. And so if you're, if you're going to be you're like, my why is I just, I just need to make as much money as I can. I just wish I had more money. The answer that, that what, you, what you find out is that you, you can never stop because your whole identity becomes making money and it becomes your why. And, 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 you, and, and you lose yourself in that and you don't know how to stop. The rich young man could not imagine a reality where he wasn't rich and, and happy. He, he started the conversation with saying, Jesus, how do I have, in, how do I have this inheriting this, this eternal life? And Jesus is like, yeah, you can have it now, man. You can start now. But what you're going to have to do is give up all of your riches. It's going to cost you everything. And the rich young man was like, I, that's not a deal I want to make. That's not a deal I can take. That's not a deal. It's not worth that much to me because his why was not, how do I become the best follower of Jesus or the best follower of God? It was, what one thing can I add? What one thing can I add? What one, what thing can it, tell me if there's something I can do different. I don't want to change. I don't want to change anything. My identity. I don't want to change my identity. I don't want to change who I am. I don't want to change what I'm doing. I don't want to change the comforts that I have because of the, the, the wealth that I have. I don't want to do any of that. But is there something I could just add? Like Jesus, like I've, I've done the commandments. I'm, yeah, I got that down. Is there something, what's that one thing I can add that would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're in, you're in, you have eternal life. And Jesus is like, no, no, you don't understand it's it's a whole it's a whole identity change it's a whole identity focus and it's actually it's actually a return to who you really were in the beginning it's a return to what you were supposed what you were meant to be before the fall before the all of the messed up things of this world and how they got mixed up with all the things and how they got messed up and how it mixed into the way that everyone thought. And so what was true and what was not true got all confused and it got very mixed up. And they said, I want you to return to that. And the way you're going to do that is if you will just give up 
your possessions, your love of money, your identity, that's you're this rich young ruler. And if you just give that up, all those things that make you important, all those things that get you the, an easy life, that, that take care of the problems, if you just give all that up and just come follow me and, and see how following me, what that, how that, that brings becomes your identity, that becomes who you are, that becomes what you do, then, then you will know what it is to have eternal life. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Um, and, and not to be too uh, harsh to him, uh, because I think that we've, we face the same questions. I think that's why I think, that's why I think why I'm thinking so much about this is, is um, what is it that, that, really, that really gets you going in the morning? Like, what, what, what is it that, that when you wake up in the morning, you, you get excited, you're like, oh, I'm getting up, I gotta go do my thing. Maybe it's where you go to work, that's cool. Maybe it's, it's some uh, ministry that you're a part of, maybe it's some uh, charity that you're a part of. I mean, there's, there's gotta be, there's something that, that you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, this is why I get up. And it may not be your job, it may be your family. Maybe it's you're like, oh, I love my family, I love my kids, I just, I wake up every day and I do all the things that I do because, of, because they're my why, because I want them to have a better life, because I want them to, to have a, a, a father or a mother that I never had. I want them to have an experience. I want to love them. I wanna, I wanna provide for them. I wanna, I wanna help them become more like Jesus. I want, like, like there are so many things that, that can be your why. Um, but it, but you gotta you gotta you gotta discover it. Um, but then you gotta realize that in the midst of that um, is that there is a burning devotion to the why of Jesus that you gotta deal with, and and it's real and and it's there. Um, and the question is. Do you, is your why that you want to be a follower of Jesus, an apprentice, a disciple above anything else? The, that why may take you to some other places. Like, you, you know, like you say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. And because I'm going to be a follower of Jesus, that means I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, whatever those things might be. But your why is I want to be fully devoted and, and committed to being a follower of Jesus. And I, and I think another reason why this is so, um, become so such a, uh, conflagration of topics for me is because I've been doing, um, the past couple of weeks, I've been doing my side project for my side project called out and, and I've been interviewing people and it's just been so interesting to see how different people, um, have been called to do the ministry and how, and then, and then their inner, their relationship with ministry and then their understanding of ministry. It's just, it's not the same. Uh, like I, I think that I, when I started the series, I felt like we were all going to have kind of a, Oh yeah, here's my origin story. Here's my, this is how I, um, here's how I got started or here's where I knew. Um, Cause it was very different for me, very different for me from, and I've only even interviewed three people and there's, um, going to be more coming down the road. And I, I imagine that they will also be very different. Um, they won't be the same. I, I, but I, before I started that, I was like, oh yeah, well, this is, I, I kind of know what it is because I've experienced it. But now that I, and I've talked to people who have lived a lot of times very similar type of things that I've done, but they've just, their calling is so different. Um, and so some of that is, is this, okay, what is it, what does it mean to follow Jesus 
and follow his call. And, and not just into vocational ministry. I think mean, that is a thing. I think that is a thing. I don't think that's the thing for everybody. But uh, it's something that we all um, are, should be striving every day to say, all right, what is it, God? What is it, Jesus, that you, what it means to follow you? What is it that going to take? What am, what am I to do? And, and then so on top of that, um, this, this is the third layer that, uh, of all the things I'm thinking about and, and thinking about with the rich young man is that I've been reading about the Holy Spirit and um, kind of the challenge that Francis Chan has in this, this book called Forgotten God. is like, he's like, we've forgotten um, the Holy Spirit as a, as the contemporary church. We have forgotten that it's the Holy Spirit that does so much of the things that we want the church to do. And, and he's, he said, you know, it, it's, and I've, I haven't finished the whole book, so I don't know where I'll land with that. I don't know where it's, where it's necessarily heading with that. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying the challenge. I'm enjoying thinking about it because definitely I grew up in a tradition that was very light on the Holy Spirit. We were very, um, very close to, I think, dispensationalists, which are people who believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit ended with the, uh, at the end of the apostles' age of church and that there was a church age. There was no further need for any gifts. Um, that instead it's the church and the word, and that's those are the things that that uh, carry out the mission of the gospel. Um, and so that's what I grew up in. But but it just it he he makes the point. He's like if you read the New Testament, and and you can't we can't go back necessarily. He makes this point too. You can't go back and just be like, oh, we're going to be the New Testament church. We're going to do everything exactly like they did it in the old days. And you can't really do that. So, but but if you if you all you had as your your source text for what a Christian person Christian church would be, and you read that, and you actually saw our churches today, he said you you would be you would be shocked, you'd be um, you'd be bewildered because you'd be like, where's the spirit? Where where is the the power? Where is the? I mean, I read about this and these miraculous things that are happening, and yet they're they're lacking um, in the American church specifically. Um, and I, and I think that that's a real challenge because, um, we, we, we give, um, with our, our lips, the service to say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm born again. I've got the Holy Spirit of God living within me. But then like, are you living any different? Like if we, if you woke up tomorrow, this is the question that he asked that I think that I've just been contemplating as I think about my why and, and I think about telling people about why and what that means and how to develop that. And he asked you, if you woke up tomorrow and you found out that you didn't actually get the Holy Spirit when you got saved, would it change your life? Would it change the way you do anything? And he's like, for most people, it just wouldn't. They wouldn't look any different. And, and so that's something I'm walking out in my life, uh, just trying to think about what that means, what it means to surrender to the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and lots of people, I think, are afraid of that because they think that the next step from surrendering to the Holy Spirit is, is going to Africa as a missionary. Um, like that's the only like, like it's like step one, surrender to the Holy Spirit. Step two, you're a, you're a missionary. Good luck. Um and and that's not I mean as I as I said just walking through different people um, having their calling and things like that that's not that's not that's not the only progression of how things happen but um, but it, but it is very much um, we live in the um, the age where we allow our talents and our skills and our expertise and our our charm and our charisma and 
all of that, we, we build our churches on the human things and we neglect often listening and allowing the Holy Spirit to be the, the thing that makes the difference. And, and what happens when we, we do that is we become like the rich young man, which is when Jesus, when he says, oh, Jesus, how do I inherit life? Jesus gives him the commandments, right? And we say, done. I can check the list off. I have done the box. I have, I've checked every box, checked, double-checked, circled, signed, stamped, delivered. And Jesus says, great, 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 great. Now do this. Come follow me. Like now let's start the adventure. And 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 so what we become is this this as a as an American church specifically is that we've become more insular because we've decided that the way that we can show that we really truly follow Jesus because we don't have the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit going through us and all the things that happen with the Holy Spirit and all those things that change people, like like we become rule followers and rule makers and rule enforcers. Um, it's easier, right? Here, um, you're going to follow Jesus. All right, what do I have to do? Well, you have to listen to the Spirit. What does that mean? Well, a lot of us are not real sure about that. And sometimes it changes and sometimes, um, you know, we're, we're, we're unsure as to, to, to what that looks like. And, but, but we know that the best thing to do is to, to lay down, um, your will and, and instead become that living sacrifice that, 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 uh, Paul talks about being your, your worship, your offering. He's like, that's the best thing to do. So that's what we're going to do. And that, that's the best we can tell you is like, is, is get, get to know Jesus, get to know the secret place, get to know who he is and, and follow him. And, and that's what you got to do. And so instead we say, oh, okay, we got it. Here's the things, here's the do's and don'ts. And here's the big things to don't do. If you do the little things, um, well, we're not going to be uh, quite as picky about that because, I mean, we're not perfect yet, right? Um, and, and so we create because, because we, because we um, are basically trying to replicate what the Spirit does and we don't have the power to do that. Um, we become the, the, the rule makers. We become the, the, the gatekeepers. We become the... Like this is this is what you have to do, and and so what what happens is, is that we lose our ability to a let the spirit really work in people's lives in their in their hearts and, and with expectation, and we'll go back to that in a second. But b um, we lose the ability to speak the to speak truth and love because all that we have is truth or law or rules, and we don't know how to do deal with that with love. Um, and I think part of that is that that we, uh, as a culture, as a people, I mean, by and far, we want to be in control of how things go and and what they and what happens with them, and and so I think that um, letting go and letting the Holy Spirit move um, is frightening to us, to me, uh, because what if he just he doesn't do, what if he doesn't do what we want him to do? Um, what if we, what if we don't know what he's doing? What if we can't see or hear him? What if we, we've become so un, unchecked in, un, unattuned to him that we struggle with even just hearing him? And then, and then, then what if we, um, what if we get it wrong? 
I think one of the hardest things um, to do in, in being uh, an outside, not being in charge of a church, not being an elder, not being a deacon, um, is that the only way this works, and this is the hardest thing, the only way this works is if those people, those people who are elders and pastors, and, and they are, as they, as they pursue Christ, they are listening to the Holy Spirit, they're praying about things, they're making decisions about things, and they're doing their best to do, to follow Christ's leading. And um, the hard part is that they're human, and they don't always get it right. And, and yet, the only thing I can do, the only thing I want to do is I want to trust that God is moving in their hearts and their spirits and their souls, that he is guiding, that he is directing, that they are praying for wisdom, that they are listening, that they are following, that, that God is, is taking, is speaking to their hearts. And so when they're making decisions, when they're deciding on things, when they're counseling, when they're meeting together, that that is, that is what happening is that the Holy Spirit is the one guiding them because if not, we're, we're, we're on a collision course with trouble. And, and I think the hardest thing is we, like, how do you know? You know, where does the Holy Spirit begin and I end? Like, I, I know my desires. I know my heart. I know that it's deceitful, that it's sinful, that it's evil, that, that it has, it, it doesn't, it doesn't actually know what it wants. It, it wants things that, and it thinks, and it, and it thinks things and, and, and it thinks it knows what it is to, that God wants and what it means to follow God and on all those things. And, and then you go, no, 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 no. It doesn't know those things. It's deceitful. It's, you've got to, you, you've got to, you actually have to spend time. Like, like even Jesus, even Jesus spent time by himself in prayer so that he would understand what it was that God wanted him to do daily. And, and um, you know, the, the whole thing of, of relying upon things like the Holy Spirit is like, I'm trusting that other people are as well. But if they're not, they're leading us in directions like, what do you do? And, and can God outmaneuver? Of course he can. He's God. But, but does he sometimes not? Yeah. Sometimes he allows people to, to, to run things into the ground, uh, run churches into the ground, run, uh, ruin um, good things. And, um, and even though they may have been praying and, and trying to use the wisdom as best they could, they missed the mark. What do you do with that? Or, or what do you do when you pray and the answer is no? Or what do you do when you, when you really need the Holy Spirit to come through and do something and it doesn't happen? Um, I can remember um, just having a skeptical faith anyway. I have a lot of cynicism and, and doubt in my life. And so it's, it's, it's where I live and I understand that. And that's just the way God made me. And, He's made my brain a special way, um, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Uh, but 
I I remember having a friend and um there was some some young believers and they were like we we think we could just pray for healing and you could be healed. Uh, and they did. Um and he wasn't. And it's like, well, what went wrong? Did the Holy Spirit, was there not enough faith? Was there not enough um, belief? Did they not want it bad enough? My friend certainly did. He wanted to be healed for sure. But it, it didn't happen. Um, so, so what do you, what do you do in those type of situations? Like we don't have a rule book or a guidebook of like, ah, here's how you do healings. Here's how you know it'll work. Here's how you, and because the Holy Spirit is its own, like it's his own person because the Holy Spirit is God. And he, he can't be manipulated. He can't be, um, used for, for purposes other than what, God wants him to be used for. He's he's here for our benefit. Like he is, it's such a good thing. Jesus said, I'm, I'm going away so that, and it's good for you that I'm going away because I'm going to send a counselor. Um, but, but what do we do when it just, when we're like, God, we're just dependent upon you and it just doesn't happen. What do we do? So, so, in the, and I've always, li- I always felt, felt like these are the, the, um, these are the, the, the competing edges of, of faith is, you know, you have uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel. They're in the fire, and, and they're, like, they're like, before they get thrown in there, Nebuchadnezzar, like, dude, look, if God wants to save us from that fire, he will. But even if he doesn't, buddy, we ain't bowing, right? We ain't going to bow, even if, because you know, we know our God can save us. We know our God is greater. We know that he'll step in. But even if he doesn't, like, doesn't matter. We're still not bowing down to you because God is the only one to be praised. And then you have like the the, the faith, and then you get into Hebrews, and you have like the the early, and, he, and they're telling all the great stories that you you know we love to tell in Bible school, like all the you know David and Goliath and 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 all the victories and and Abraham and Moses and Noah and 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 all these things and widows getting their you know their sons back and and people raising being raised from the dead, and then it says, and then there were some who got none of it. They were sawn in two. They 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 wandered the desert and poverty they they prayed and their prayers weren't answered they they were killed they were they were killed by the sword they were killed by the beast they were destroyed they were attacked and they lost and it says that this world was not worthy of them but they did not obtain the promise because God was keeping the door open for others to come. And and one day they will. They will obtain that promise. They will retain that gift. But but because um but they didn't not on this earth. And and that's those are kind of the two boundaries, right? That they were like yeah, I mean, we love the stories where God comes through and the, and and the fire comes down from heaven and and then but then then you you realize that then there are those stories like most of the dis- disciples, the apostles, were all martyred. 
They were all killed for believing in Jesus, for following Jesus, for chasing after Jesus, led them to death. And I think that points back then to what Jesus says to the rich young man. He says, your identity is wrapped up in something that's not me. Your why is something that is going to fail you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to escape you. One day you won't be wealthy. One, you can't take wealth with you. Inherit, like, so, so as we're thinking about this idea of eternal life, it's like your wealth will not go with you. It won't sustain you. It will be passed on to somebody else. So get rid of it now. Get rid of that why. And make your why to be a follower of you, to be an apprentice, to be a disciple of Jesus. There's lots of good reasons. There's lots of amazing reasons to have a why of what you do, what you do. But if you're if your identity is not in Christ, if your why is not in, I want to be a follower of Jesus because that's what I'm called to be. That's what I'm made to be. Like my true identity, who I am, like my purpose is to be known and to make him known. Like if, if that's not the foundation of what I do and I, and, I, and I build on that with all the other things, with family and job and, and wealth or whatever it might be, but my foundation is not to know Christ and make him known, then you have a foundation problem and your why will always crumble. It'll change. It, will, it won't fulfill you. Or it won't fulfill you like you thought you would. You know, um, we, live in a, we live in a culture that's convinced, I think. Uh, even youth, they're convinced. If I just had a little bit more money, if we were just a little richer, if we just had all the money in the world, then we wouldn't have to have any of the troubles. And I could, I could do whatever I wanted to do. And, and yet... Here's the, here's the thing. The rich young man in the Bible, in the Bible times, was vastly wealthy. But you know what he was still doing? He was still searching. He was still asking. He was still wondering. He's like, what is this life even about? Jesus, how do I have, like, what am I missing? And then when Jesus lets him know, like, hey, Here's what you're missing. You're missing me. You're missing following me. He can't do it. He can't pull the trigger. He goes away brokenhearted because he realizes that his why will never fulfill him, but he's too deeply stuck in that to give it up. And and the crowds and the disciples were stunned, right? Because, like, what do you mean? You want something more than to be rich. Like, if we could just be half as rich as you, buddy, we would be uh, ecstatic. But that's just not the truth. That's not the truth. The truth is, is that if your why is anything other than to be in a follower of Jesus, if your why is is built on any other foundation, it'll fall. It'll The storms will come. One day you'll wake up and you'll realize it's not enough. One day you'll wake up and you realize that you should have been that, that if you had built that foundation on Jesus and following him, then all of the things will be added. And some of us have been living so long that our identity is so wrapped up into something else that it's hard, it's hard to even 
start that journey of tearing that down, tearing the foundation away and rebuilding. But it's what we're called to do. There's a, there's a, um, there's a, a story, um, in Prince Caspian, uh, that C.S. Lewis writes. And I just, it just came to mind and I think it's so clear. Eustace, uh, gets wrapped up in this, this other thing, this wealth, and he becomes a dragon and he becomes scaly and he becomes, um, hardened and there's nothing he can do. And, and Aslan comes to him and he, roars and he, and he and and he removes but it's painful but he removes the scaly skin and he turns him back into a boy into a human and the truth is like if you if you spend your time building your, your why on anything else there's going to be some time that you're going to need to tear down some foundation tear down some building to tear down some things that you have built up to to be able to 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 reset your foundation and the why of being a follower of Jesus. And if, and if you do it for any other reason, then you're on shaky ground. That's why Jesus says in, in Matthew, that's why he says, if you want to follow me and you, you hear my words and you follow me and you become my disciple, you're it's like building on solid ground. The storms will come, the waves will come, nothing will be able to knock you out. But if you don't, it's like building on sand. And so if your why, if your why is anything else, then, then you're, you're building, you're taking a risk to build. And, and that risk is that your foundation and your building will come crashing down because your foundation can't hold that. So that's my prayer for you guys this week to think about what is your, what's your why? Are you learning every day how to be more dependent upon Jesus, how to be more like him, how to be his disciple, how to, how to get uh, that time alone or that time that you spend in the car or the time that you spend just before you go to bed just to say, Jesus, I'm yours. Show me how I can be like you. Are you spending that time to build that foundation? Or are you like the rich young man who you know you're missing? There's something, you just feel it. There's something missing, but you can't give up the things that you have. You're holding on to them and you can't give them up. My prayer is that if you're in one of those places, that you keep going. Uh, if you're if you're trying to seek Jesus and you you're like, I don't know if this is working or if it's worth it. Yeah, I, it might be hard, and and you. But in the end, trust me. I don't even trust me. Trust trust what God says. It's worth it. And if you're fighting, you're struggling because you don't think you can give up the thing you need to give up. Um, my prayer is that you'll just you'll try, one day at a time. Romans twelve one and two. Offer that your bodies as a living sacrifice. That that is your act of worship, to give up, to sacrifice, to give, give it up, to and lay it on the altar for God, and allow Him to take that away, and allow Him allow that foundation to be built on following Jesus. Hope you have a blessed week. Hope that you find ways to to know Jesus more and make Him known. Um, praying for you for anyone who listen. Um, that you might find and follow more deeply who God is, who Jesus is, and that every day you become more of his disciple.